Welcome to the West Coast Project Podcast for The Affair, Season 1, Episode 8. My name is Mike, and I'm here with Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Mike. It's been a while since we did an episode. Yeah, it's been a couple whole weeks. Seems longer than that, actually. I know, I know. So, how did you rate this one, Michelle? 108. I thought it was a uh, setup episode. I didn't think it was as strong as episode seven, but I thought that probably there was a whole lot of little subtle information in this that we'll get to that's going to end up being maybe very important. Did you like it? Well, at first I liked it, but on the rewatch, a couple of things didn't add up for me, and I didn't like the way they didn't add up. Really? Well, on the first time, too, they didn't add up. But, like, why... Like, why um, this whole thing with Bruce needing help so badly? He doesn't need any help from Helen or <laughs> Noah has to be there for Bruce. He doesn't need any help. It's a, it was a dumb reason for Noah to go back out to Montauk, the whole, the whole premise of that. Eh, I don't know if I agree with that. Maybe, but I don't know, Mike. There's some families like that that if, somebody, if some member of the family doesn't show up to represent then you don't live it down. Well, so maybe I'm just a loner, but I don't get that part of it. I completely bought that. Somebody had to be there. Now, why Margaret wasn't there, that I don't, I mean, I do know why, but why it had to have been them. But this is a small family. It's just Bruce and Margaret and Helen. And then, of course, you know, Helen's family that's incorporated into it. So I kind of bought, I, I, I bought it. All right, I'll point out the other stuff as we go through because it's okay, cool. so they're all scattered about among okay. the part of the pod, among the episode. Okay, can we talk? <laughs> um, so, part one is Noah. Michelle, are you seeing this damn flicker that everyone's talking about? You know, I am looking as hard as I can, and I have not seen a flicker. All right, we got to explain this because let. We blew this last podcast. We talk about this flicker, but we didn't say what the hell we were talking about. Uh-oh. So it's the flicker of when they say part one Noah, they show the screen with the with the legend on it, and it's supposed to flicker on some of them and not flicker on some of the other ones. Right, like a clue. A clue to maybe, you know, something's not quite right in that version or whatever is what a lot of the theory is behind that. Yeah, like something's hinky, like it's like it's a bad connection or it's staticky or ghosty or whatever. Right. I have not seen a flicker on anything ever, and I've looked at specific ones where people made charts and pointed out which ones were flickering and which ones were not. Yeah, I did too. I didn't see the flicker. So my premise is it can't flicker for some people and not for others and hope to portray some sort of meaning. It's a bad connection that these idiots have, right? I don't know. I wouldn't say that wouldn't go that far at all. Just say that, um, I don't know. Somebody brought up that it was maybe the, the, uh, when it was recorded on TiVo or something like a lot of the people had recorded it on TiVo that said that. Man. I don't know. Mine's I, recorded. Mine's recorded on DVR and not TiVo, but it's all the same technology. Well, mine. I've watched it on both my DVR through Comcast, and I've also watched it on my phone and a couple times. And I'm not seeing the flicker. I'm not seeing it. But all right, maybe it's me. We're seeing Noah in scene one. It's Noah, part one Noah, at school. He's at school in Brooklyn or New York somewhere. It's four months later, so it's winter time. So we know the four-month time jump. Right, right. Noah's talking about Romeo and Juliet and asking about the families of Romeo and Juliet. Now, Michelle, have you seen the modern movie of uh, Romeo and Juliet with DiCaprio and Claire Danes and all those guys? You know, I haven't. I haven't. I know you and I talked about it here a while back, but no, I've not seen that. I know you enjoyed it, right? It's actually pretty good. It's pretty, it's kind of silly, but it's pretty entertaining because it's like a, it's like a thug's life version of Romeo and Juliet. And it's totally packed with stars too. It's like Paul Sorvino, Harold Perrineau, Leguizamo, Claire Danes, DiCaprio, probably a few other people. But it's really cleverly, it's, it's a Baz Luhrmann 
wrote it. It's pretty cleverly put together. Yeah, I keep saying I'm going to see it, and then something else gets in the way. But I'm I'm going to have to do that because I've I've wanted to ever since we discussed it. So, so Noah's grill in this class about Romeo and Juliet. The you know who what what are the families, the Montagues and Capulets, and um, it's a comedy that turns into a tragedy. And Noah's talking to the class like, why did these people have to die? Right. And what did you think, Michelle? Is he portraying his version of love? Is he trying to? suss out his take on love in his own life through his class? I couldn't tell if he was, if if that was the take or if that is just the thing that he's taught so long, maybe so many times that that's just the way he feels in his life. I couldn't tell the chicken or the egg. Did, did he feel this way first and so then relate it to his life or did he relate this to his life because of the way he feels? I just couldn't get the right order down. I wasn't sure. It shows, if, if nothing else, it shows that he's got a really good rap with his class, right? He's got, he's got them involved, and they're all different kinds of races, and it's a pretty diverse crowd of kids. And, the, and they're into it. Like, they're like, well, you know, he's, he's using the colloquialisms with them. He's, like, got them involved, engaged. Yeah. So he's a good teacher. For sure. for sure. And they like him, you can tell. They're interacting really well with him. I thought it was pretty good. Um, and so his day's going pretty well until he goes and has dinner with Helen. Yeah. Uh, Helen is celebrating uh, some sort of style section coverage in the Sunday paper for her store, I guess, her business. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Noah has a gift, but it's not related to that. He just had bought a gift, and we've seen this gift in the previews. We talked Some of the previews that we did for Episode 8 were kind of on, and some we kind of misinterpreted. <laughs> Uh, I'm not shocked. But um, he, she's, she's celebrating this little victory for her business, so he gives her a gift. But it's also it's, it's kind of a stupid thing to do, right? Because he's just asking for forgiveness. He's trying to buy forgiveness. Yeah, he's it's it's a it's a it's a bribe. It's a bribe. The gift comes with. Strings. An, an attachment. Absolutely, absolutely, it does. And the way he even puts it to her. And she she's not having it. Helen's not having it, and I like that. Um, she's like, "No, we can't afford." You know, she asked him, "What's it for?" And he's like, "For sticking it out." And you could tell that just washed over her in the absolute wrong way. And so she's like, "Well, we." She's trying to be polite at first, and she's like, "Well, we can't afford it. We haven't paid the American Express bill off this month. Let's let's not do this." And he's like, "Are you kidding? I want you to take it." And she's like, "No." No. And then finally he's like, please. And she's like, nope. Yeah. She ain't having it. It was almost like we're, this is for you for sticking it out. We are sticking it out, right? Like, he, right. like he's quest, it's a question. It is. But if he was smart, he would have sat on that gift and given it to her the next morning and said, hey, I'm really proud of you, honey. This is for the Sunday style coverage. <laughs> Even though it wasn't? Yeah. Because his whole idea to, like, surprise her with this gift is tainted by this other success that she has. Well, it is. It is. But that was why he bought the gift to begin with. That's what he wants the gift to be is, like, I don't know, his apology and her, it's all going to eventually at least work out okay. And she's just not going to say that at this point. I don't yeah, think. I'm struggling with whether I agree with Helen or not in this episode. Okay. But, um, you have to tell me why. Well, we're about to. So they go back home, and at the at the house at the Solway house, Martin has a poor report card, um, basically because he's having social troubles. It's a B minus. That's yeah. not that bad. I was well, like, do you, do you really have your father go in and make this big production over a B minus? Yeah, but he's really is having troubles. He's afraid of the girls. He's getting bullied by people. He's having problems. Well, yeah, he's he's in this classroom that he can't hear. He can't hear what's going on. It's evidently a rowdy place and everything, and he doesn't feel strong enough to stand up and say what he needs to hear what he wants. Um, yeah, he's having problems. Well, my question in all this is, like, how do you see these troubles are just mirroring the troubles of the parents, right? The kids are, re- kids are having problems now because the parents' relationship is rocky. Yeah, maybe. I don't know that I can really directly relate what he's doing. What I saw with that was more how Noah 
I think he's idealistic, certainly at, about a lot of things. And he even points out that he doesn't want Martin going to a private school where he's going to be in a fishbowl. He uses the word fishbowl like Whitney. And I think he wants Martin to kind of take on his view of how, the, you know, he's talking about how that's the real world and how private school is not the real world and all that kind of stuff. So I think he's just really pushing. I took it that he's really pushing Martin to be more like him in place of like his mother. But yeah, that would probably have a lot to do with their relationship and stuff too, though, now that I think about it. Yeah, they are trying to make a point of the street Noah and the and the bourgeois Helen, I think, in this episode. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. So next we see Whitney. She's throwing up in the bathroom. Um, so, Michelle, what's your take on Whitney throwing up? Um, well, I, of course, read the thing on Reddit. Did you read that about the take on Whitney in the bathroom? Yeah, she's pregnant. Pregnant with Scotty's baby. Well, it's four months. It's perfect throw-up time. You sh- you should be almost out of the throw-up time, maybe. But but yeah, yeah. I, well, but see, we don't know when she got pregnant. She didn't have to get pregnant over the summer because we find out later on that Scotty's been going into the city a lot because Montauk's just so dead in the winter. So I mean, she could have gotten pregnant at any point. Well, yeah, and by anybody, and she might be bulimic, too. But I think she's pregnant with Scotty's. I think she's pregnant. I thought that was excellent, excellent theory, and I think that's probably no. Okay, here's, here's some of my stupidness in this episode. Okay. They're standing outside the bathroom door, and Noah's like, what's that? What's that sound? You know when oh. somebody's getting sick in the frickin' bathroom. Come on. Yeah, you do. Okay, you do. But, I mean, you know, he's just called. I don't know. I can kind of give him a pass. He's just called out of Martin's room. And it, I don't know. It's kind of like Helen's choreographing this. It's like, um, okay, Noah, come in. Now go in Martin's room and have a conversation with him about his B-. minus. Now, you know, walk out of the room and come over here and help me handle this kid. I don't know. It was kind of choreographed, it seemed like. He's like, what? What? So I kind of gave him a pass with that one, too. Well, she's forcing his dad card because she's playing the guilt trip on him every every turn of the book here. She's not over it, that's for sure. Uh, so now as Helen and Noah start to dis- discuss eating disorders, of course, to go off on another wrong track. If she's pregnant, it's got nothing to do with that. Um, and then, she, of course, she needs help covering the benefit to help poor Bruce. <laughs> I just don't buy that. I know you said you did, but... Um, I don't know. Helen's. Just- I just felt like she was feeling really overwhelmed. She's got a husband that she thought would never cheat on her. She and and he has. It's kind of rocked her world and messed up her stability. She has this daughter who is vomiting for whatever reason. You know, she thinks it's bulimia, which you know, pregnancy, bulimia. Who who knows? She got this other kid whose gra- grades are starting to fail. I think she's just feeling, and, and she does have all this stuff going on with her shop all at the same time. So I think she's feeling overwhelmed with everything. But I, I'm not sure if her true colors start coming out because she wasn't. I liked her still, but she's not as likable. She's a bitch in this one <laughs> as she has been before. I, I, How long does it take? Okay, here's the quintessential, quintessential, whatever question guy to girl when okay. one of them is in is has infidelity how long does it take it's not the rest of your life that i hold this over you right shouldn't be that way it's a it it, it can't be a life sentence you have to either decide it's gonna you're gonna make a go at it or you have to decide that you're not and whatever decision you make you go with that but no can't can't be a life sentence well, it's only four months. So I still give Helen some some rope on that, but um, I just thought of another thing. When when Whitney came out of the bathroom and Helen's like, "Are you bulimic, honey?" Whitney's like, "Yeah, mom, you're a genius. That's it. I'm bulimic." You know she's pregnant. You know she's not bulimic. She's too sarcastic. She would have oh, been shocked if she got caught and called on it. She would have been shocked. Right. I agree. I don't think she's bulimic. I didn't think that to begin with, but. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go to the psychologist with the blazing fake red clown hair. Oh, gosh, 
guys, do you not know who that is? That was the woman, and I, I meant to look up her name beforehand, but I didn't. She played with Peter, with um, Cole in Fringe the whole time. Big, yeah. big character in Fringe. She's so too she got old to have that hair, though. She's, that hair does not match her age and her it's face. It's very and... signature. Very signature for the character that she played in Fringe. Like Bozo's hair was too signature. Oh, goodness. No, she's great. She's great. She's pretty smart. I'll give her that. So <laughs> Helen doesn't want nowhere to go. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Because she's going to see Allison. He's going to see Allison. Of course, everybody figures that, right? No, but come on. Come on. Are you kidding? That, that bothered me. That's exactly because what he did. You can't you can't throw it out the window. Not well that that's not the point. The point is if you have to physically keep your spouse out of a city to keep them from seeing somebody, then there's a whole lot bigger problem than just the fling as Noah wanted to call it. Right. Well she's keeping it active as like a real reason why he shouldn't go. She's she's overwhelmed with everything, and she just doesn't want that. And I, I was surprised she ended up agreeing to it too. But yeah, see. but it can't be like, honey, I'm really uncomfortable with this. Here, let's talk about this with the therapist. It's right, like, you're not going to see that bitch. <laughs> she well, what about that whole therapy session though? Well, they got through. She got through to them, them, and. Helen got basically strong-armed into letting him go because they. Yeah, both... but but what about what she was saying to him? Yeah, that you're. I thought you were safe, and we'd grow old and die into a nice little safe life. And it pretty, it pretty much chopped him off at the knees. Yeah, I mean, she was really bad. You know, she said, "I thought you were safe, and you adored me. I knew you would never cheat. You'd never leave me. You'd be a good father." You know, she's like, "I could have had anybody I wanted, but I chose you." It was, it was pretty, pretty rough. Rough for Noah. For Noah. It was pretty mean for Helen and pretty rough for Noah. Yep. So Noah's on his way to, non-talk, to Montauk. No, yeah, Montauk. Noah talk. <laughs> so it's Bruce's Lifetime Achievement Award. He's, he's old and fragile. He's got his cane. He's looking pretty, pretty sh- rickety. Um, and at the dinner, Noah sees Allison as a waitress at the yep. at the event. Um, but Bruce sh- shined for me here. Shone shined. He he did great. I I like Bruce again. He's got some really good advice for Noah, even if he's giving it to him like a dick. But he's got really good advice. Does he? I think Does, so. Okay. Okay. It's we'll like the tennis. It's like the tennis. My friend played tennis all summer. And that was a, good. And became mm-hmm. a great tennis player. I wrote and I got. You know, I got a book. He's he's a ball buster, but it's good, accurate, pinpoint advice. Yeah, I agree with that advice. The you know, but he he kind of contradicts himself, and he's contradicting himself. We'll get to it in a minute, but he's contradicting himself to a romantic, and you have to be careful when you contradict yourself to a romantic guy. So All right, well, we'll get... you explain what you mean, because they go outside and talk. Bruce knows now Allison was the her through his chick telephony pipeline of information. Right. Do you remember how he said that? It was pretty funny, actually. Um, oh, how, how he found out that Noah had cheated? Yeah. Well, he didn't know who it was. Yeah. But, yeah, but... it was through the... the the housekeeper and he speaks Spanish and the housekeeper, you know, the, that Margaret had told her and she was telling her sister and all that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like somebody told Margaret, Margaret told her sister, my sister told the housekeeper and I speak Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. So he knows that Noah had an affair because Noah said something about like, well, what are you doing all summer? I'm trying to put my mar- keep my marriage together or something. Well, right. But, you know, he also goes into the fact that he thinks this girl was his muse and that she's gone now. And he's advising Noah to harness this, I don't know what, pain, regret, and everything, the, the longing for this girl, harness that into a book. And he goes into how he did that. Yeah, so that was good advice, I thought. 
Yeah, I don't think that was necessarily bad advice, but when he got, well, I mean, not the harness your, your, you know, feelings and do something positive with them. But then he goes into, he talks about how he was with this girl at where, Michigan University or somewhere like that, and he came back home and Margaret had, and his words, Margaret had erected the tree. It was a holiday time. And then he goes into... And all I could think was what kind of tree I would have with the girl from Michigan. And it would be a little potted plant. And I just knew I wouldn't want that in my life. Yeah, but I think you're mixing a couple things up. Okay, tell me. Well, he has this fling. Bruce has this fling in his youth with a co-ed. Not the prettiest girl, but she lit him up. She, like, rang his bell. She got into his, under his skin. He, she turned him on mm-hmm. and made him wake up for, like, what, from whatever slumber he was in in life. So he, he, he loses that girl, and he channels his energy into his work instead. And he went home, and he realized, well, I could have, what if this girl was doing what Margaret's doing? And, and he's like, well, she, Margaret has this big, beautiful, rich person tree. And this girl would be like a poor, you know, shrub or whatever he called it. So he makes an economic analogy, but he, but he's still haunted by this girl. He tells Noah that later. Later, right? But it, but it's so what? He wants the rich, ap- opulent life, but he's still Mm-mm. haunted. I don't think he does want it. I think he's saying this here. He's telling Noah, you're going to have to harness this longing, essentially, and turn it into something positive, or at least he's advising him to do that. And later on, I think he's telling him something completely different. What do you think he's saying? I think he's saying later that, I mean, he tells Noah, I miss her every day. I think of her every Every day. Every fucking day. That's what he says. How do you say that to a romantic guy? I mean, like he's five being minutes honest. later, he's telling her. He's oh saying, God, "Dude, you're gonna now, you're gonna think about her all the time. You better just get used no, to it." No, I didn't. I didn't take that at all. Oh my gosh! What I heard him say was, he wishes he had taken the shrub. Well, he might have been thinking that, but he doesn't have the shrub, and he still thinks about her. I know, because that's how much she meant to him. And, you know, so I felt like that was conflicting messages because here he's telling him he chose the, the, the erected tree in this life. And then later on, as he's limping back to his office when Margaret's out and he's sleeping in his office because he can't make it up the stairs, he's telling Noah that he thinks about this girl every day. Yeah, but he and, but he's not acting on it. Noah acts on it. I think I see that my interpretation's different. He he loved the co-ed girl and he left her because he knew he had this other life that he was leading and he preferred the other life, but he still thought about the co-ed. So to salve that wound, he channeled all his emotions into his work. He tells Noah that story. Noah has the same choice, right? He could say, "You're all right. I'm going to go back to Helen and I'll channel all my my strong emotions about Allison into work, but he doesn't. He goes to Allison. Well, he doesn't yet until he tells him this. He doesn't go to Allison. I mean, not according to him. He doesn't go to her. He catches her in a in a bad spot, and he offers to drive her to the hospital, and that was it. And then he leaves her, according to him, and he goes back home, and then he has this conversation again with Bruce, and he says, do you still think about this girl? And that's when Bruce is like, every day. So he's he goes back to the hospital. That's he's exactly like, what I just said, it. Michelle. No, it's different. It's different than what you said. You said that he just made a choice. I think if Bruce would have left it, at that, Noah might have went upstairs and went to bed. No, I, Allison, uh, Bruce made one choice, and Noah is making a different choice. He's not channeling his emotions into his work. He's letting his emotions get go through him and affect him and make him go back to Allison. You see, I think Bruce practically threw him toward Allison. When Bruce, when you see Bruce limping off down the down the hallway toward his office he's going to sleep in and telling him that that every day of his, as as Bruce is in this big huge opulent house alone and he's telling him that he thinks about this girl 
all the time still. And this is what? He was in college or right out of college. So it's like, what, 40 years yeah, ago? So Noah has a choice. Noah chose differently than Bruce chose. Yeah, well, I think he he was practically pushed out. Well, Noah's Noah, a romantic. You got to let and, Noah have his own de- the power of his own decision. He, Bruce didn't decide for him. No, but Bruce definitely what Bruce said impacted him. Well, he made I, his choice. He he took the, all that information, which was valuable to hear, and made his own choice. Yeah, He's well, way different than Bruce. He is way different than Bruce. But you see, you know, who wants? Who wants to be Bruce? Who wants Bruce's life in this? I mean, yeah, he's accomplished, and yeah, he's got a lot of money, and yeah, he's got that fine house. And I guess that would appeal to some people, but if you could have that, or if you could have the closeness well, of something Bruce else, which would you what pick? He has. Bruce wants, I don't think so. People don't get, think so. People have what they want, Michelle. No, I don't think so. I think Bruce, Bruce could get on a plane tomorrow and go to Michigan and look up the co-ed. If oh my gosh, to. though, the co-ed is 57 years old now. She's well, 59 years old. That No, he couldn't. It's different now. I mean, the co-ed might be married with well, seven kids. There's and another two girl that could light his fire up that would get him. I mean, yeah. he has, That's he has what the he's resources. trying to do. That's he, why he was with the piano teacher. All right, let's leave this. We disagree. I think Bruce had a choice and he made it. Noah had a choice and he made it. And there were different, there were different directions. Um, they were, but I just think Bruce. They had the same. They had the seem- same set of circumstances, essential, essentially. Of and course. They made different choices. Of course, but what Noah saw was what he didn't want, because Bruce, what, limping down the hall in an opulent house alone, was not what Noah wanted for his the end of his well, life. Well, maybe that may be very true, but he still made it. He made his own choice. He did. Okay. So Elson's asleep at the hospital when Bruce, when fuck, <laughs> when Noah gets back there, because he does go directly back to the hospital based on all that information. And Elson's asleep. Grandma's dying now. Michelle, do people lose the color in their skin like that right before they die? Sure. Her arm looked like it was going black and blue and purple and. I've I've never seen anybody bruise like that. No, that looked like something had happened. But that, Noah wakes Allison up because he knows like it's getting down to the last minute with Grandma Grandma there, and um, then we kind of leave. And Allison goes home with Noah. He drives her home. But is this after she dies? Do you think she dies? Yeah, I think so because I don't think Allison in Noah's version. I don't think Allison left until uh, Grandma died. All right, in the next scene, we see Detective uh, Inspector Detector at the Descent signing. Noah's new book, Descent, is apparently, or the reading, he's reading it. It's uh, apparently successful. It's being made into a big motion picture. Right. Um, the detective listening to Noah is matching his photos from the crime scenes into what Noah is reading from the book. So did Noah write himself a real crime book, Michelle? Did he describe the real crime in this book? I don't know. I mean, he's so, uh, and that was another thing because you could describe a an area that maybe had an impact on you, and not necessarily it not necessarily be related to a crime, couldn't you? Well, we don't know. We didn't read the whole book like this detective did. We don't know. They're probably going to trickle out lots of things from the book that match what really happened. That's a good point. Good and that's it, part two, Allison. No flicker for me. I didn't see anything on the sign for I Allison. I didn't see a flicker, no. Um, all right, and here's some more cracks in the foundation of the episode. So at the Lockhart's hall, hall, hell is off the crutches that he was on from getting beat up from... Well, thank goodness, because that was four months mm. ago. And they're throwing away crap, because I guess the whole setup here is they've planned to sell the ranch. They're cleaning it, cleaning it out. They're right. throwing away records. Um, Allison's chest comes out, and she says, no, I want to keep that. We don't really know why yet. But um, and then sitting around dinner, they're talking about selling the ranch. Um, and here we hear about Scotty. What do, you, what do you remember from Scotty being in the city? Yeah, I just remember that they were kind of uh, poking at him about leaving so often and going into the city. And he was just talking about how uh, Montauk is dead in the winter and it's driving him crazy or whatever. Also, I think it's important to point out here that when all the women are cooking and they're deciding, you know, Secret Santa or they're going to exchange names or whatever they're doing, 
Cherry doesn't want anything except she wants the family to be together. That was that was her one gift wish for Christmas. That's all she wants. Then they go in there and they're having dinner, and everybody is talking about how they're going to the the different areas that they're going to go into. You know, I mean, like one one couple's going to go here and one couple's going to go there, and Cherry is just. I don't know. I could tell she hated this. And then they talked about Scotty, you know, spending all this time in the city. Yeah. First of all, let me ask you, can you tell when I tee you up like that, that I put my mic on mute and it gives me enough time to fix a drink? Um, it feedback. So if that's what messed me up, is that what you heard? Do you it hear feeds me? back? Yeah. You I need could... to tell me if it feeds back. It could be on our podcast. Well, it just feeds back in my ear. I wasn't sure it fed back on you. Oh, so you just keep quiet about it, hope nobody notices. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Scotty's going to the city to have sex with 16-year-old Whitney. Uh, we hope not. Scotty, no. You're right, he's probably a Boy Scout leader or something. Maybe. All right, now here's another thing. Now, Michelle, Cole yes. wants to fix the place up because he doesn't want the new owner to tear it down if it looks bad. What? He wants to fix the place up so it doesn't get, because after it's sold and totally out of their hands and the money's all changed hands and they've moved on, he doesn't want them to tear it down. Now, that is so, you have no right to wonder what's going to happen. You can wonder, I guess, but you have no right to tell the new owner what they can do. No, I mean, I guess if it's been in the family for that many years, he wants to give it every opportunity. But where is all this money coming that they can fix this place up? I mean, the reason they're selling it is because they don't have any money. They, it's, it's not a financial viability. You know, it has no financial viability as a ranch. So they're selling it because of that. But then they want somebody else to come in and run it maybe as a ranch. I don't know. I know, but just that whole premise, it's silly. It's like Cole's like, I got to keep the homestead in place, even if it's not ours anymore. Well, and you can't, I mean, anybody who's sold any real estate at all knows that you can't fix a house up perfect for somebody else. I mean, they're going to come in and do what they want to do with it. It's a stupid idea to even want to do that. All right. So Cole Cole wants to sell in the spring. Scotty's like, what? No way. I can't get on Jump Whitney in the city if we do that. So he wants to overrule it. Uh and then Cherry leaves the bathtub on. That's another what? She leaves the bathtub running, and we get a Breaking Bad bathtub through the ceiling scene almost here. The bathtub, why? And from when? Because, I mean, she's, like, in the kitchen with the girls for a long, long... Is this bathtub dripping? Because well, I guess. I guess. That was, like, what? Why would you leave a bathtub running? And then they try to catch the water in, like, a salad bowl that would fill oh, up in about 14 seconds. I know. And it was like a cereal bowl, you know? They're, like, holding it up. And, I mean, I don't even see anybody running up the stairs. That was my question. It's like, is nobody even going to run up and try to, like, mop up the water? At least turn it off. You're just going to, like, hold this salad bowl that you know. I mean, it's coming through. the, You know, and, and he gets up there and, like, pokes the ceiling where you see the water. And it just... Falls through. That was well. They were going to get a bucket brigade so they could finish dinner and just keep exchanging buckets. Oh, okay. In place of walking up the steps, uh, I don't know. So we go to Allison and Cole's house. Now they have a pretty cool house, Michelle, but their bedroom sucks. I got to tell you, they're all cold and it's like drafty and cold in that house. And they have the shittiest little crappy bed in the shittiest little bedroom I've ever seen. <laughs> it's too small. It's too cold. It's a shitty bed. It's the bed's like a single bed, and it's got one straggly ass blanket. And if it's so cold in there, you'd think they'd have like comf- comforters and t- down and all kinds of shit. Yeah, and it's really cluttered. I mean, there's like a lot going on. So, and they're right on the water, so you can imagine like the wind and stuff like that. It's I agree. I bet, it, but I do love the house. Yeah, it's a cool house, but you kind of make your bedroom comfortable, man. Jesus. That, I've, that's worse than some bachelor bedrooms I've seen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So they have sex in that shitty bed, and <laughs> Allison finds out she's still not pregnant, I guess, the next yeah. morning. Yep, she's not. 
So they are having breakfast. This is one of the scenes we kind of saw in the pre- preview. Preview. Uh, but unlike Martin, they're eating the, they're eating themselves some eggs. They're serving up some big plates of eggs. That's a lot of egg. Do you know how much egg it takes to make that much egg? It was like that's the like, whole pan of eggs for two people. That seriously, that is like six to eight eggs. I cook eggs all the time. That is like six to eight scrambled eggs at least. Well, they're doing that right. They should get the bedroom right. Okay, right. So Athena, maybe, uh, well, Athena calls, and it's about grandma. I guess grandma's had this problem, this medical problem. We're in Allison's version now of the hospital. Yeah, she's had a heart attack, they say. And we meet Athena and her friend, Dennis. Uh, and this guy's a prince, right, Michelle? Uh, that whole situation. I mean, I, I did my very best to give Athena the benefit of the doubt. I wanted to embrace her and welcome her back into the fold and all that kind of stuff and man she blew it she blew it okay. you had no reason to embrace her she's a loon a loon yeah but i thought she might have something beneficial you know and then no no well dennis says i would like to congratulate you on your fabulous female lineage like, what a <laughs> loser hey that's a great line though right well, I mean, isn't that hilarious? Allison's like, what's what's this? Not even who's this. What's this? Anyway, she just wants a medical report, and Athena wants to put everybody on DNR to get <laughs> pave the way for Grandma to get into the next pathway, I guess. Yeah. She's hippy-dippy in her higher self this whole time. That was a rough situation. All right, I got another what. We'll go back to the... the um, Cole's house. Was mm-hmm. it their house or the other house? It was the ranch house. Okay. He's talking to the appraiser and he's got no receipt for the roof, the $50,000 roof or the $30,000 roof, whatever it was. What? So what? So you go to the construction company and in a day and a half you get the receipt. Well, it was 11 or whatever, 11 years ago, 15 years ago, so 11 what? years ago, I think. I know. Who cares? Does an appraiser have to have that? They don't ask for receipts yeah, that's that are 11 dumb. years old, do they? Just look at the roof and see, like, okay, it's a huge building. It's got a pretty good roof. Right. You can Does get it the receipt. Does it not need a roof? It doesn't matter no matter what you paid for it. Does it need a roof? Does it not need a roof? If it doesn't need a roof, then it's okay. If it yeah. needs a roof, which I've already talked about, it does need a roof, then it needs a roof. That's insanity. Well, either either argument you pick, like, I don't have the receipt. You can get the receipt or you can just have the freaking people look at the roof and see that it's in good shape. Right, but it's not. Because remember, they already talked about they need a roof. They've already talked about that in the show. So it doesn't matter what you paid for it 11 years ago. Were they talking about the ranch house roof, the barn roof, or the house roof? I thought they were talking about the ranch house roof. So the roof that just leaked. Yes. No, that was the bathroom. Well, that was that, right. That was the ceiling. That's and a the different downstairs. problem. Right, right. Completely different. Yeah. And now Granny's suddenly okay. <laughs> Allison comes home. How's Grandma? Oh, she's okay. You know, they want to do a DNR on her, but she's okay. Like, what? Yeah. How did that What's happen? Up with that? I know. What's up with that? I don't know. And why? But, but beyond that, did you notice the situation? Because this was, this was so important, I think, in Allison's mind at least. She goes in from being at the hospital with her grandmother, who has just had a heart attack, who is the closest person in her immediate family by far. And Cole asked her one question. He asked her about her granny, and Allison said she thinks she's okay. She knows what's going on. She tells Cole um, that Athena wants to do a DNR. And he looks at her, and he says, do you want to do it? He goes, well, do you want to do it? And she said, no. And he goes, well, then don't do it. And that was the end of the conversation. He goes back to bitching about the appraiser. Yeah, he that was goes the back to his end. receipt folder. And, yeah, right. that was dumb. That was the end of the conversation about her grandmother being in ICU or wherever she is in this version of it and, and potentially dying. And that's how much attention he paid to it. As much time as it just took me to say that is how much attention her husband paid to the fact that the closest living relative blood relative to her was dying yeah he's not tuned into what allison needs at all not so, at Michelle, all let me ask you something here's a dumb here's a dumbass theory so 
grandma's arm looked really bad. Like it looked bruised up and it looked Mm -hmm. like you don't just die and your arm gets bruised. Do you think something happened to grandma? Like Athena did something and that's why Athena wants the DNR just to like get to shut grandma up and get pass her on. If they had drug it on or something, then, you know, I could maybe try to reach for something like that. But I'm thinking maybe, you know, Old people, a lot of times when you do IVs, sometimes their arms will bruise up like that. If, if you, you know, or if an IV blows in the arm, you'll get the big bruise or something like that. So I just took it as something like that. Or maybe when she had a heart attack, she fell. But they made a close-up shot of that arm like, hey, look at this. Her arm's all bruised they, up. And yeah, wasn't Athena left in charge of Grandma? Like, No, she wasn't. Grandma was, after she had the heart attack, she was asking for her daughter, remember? And they called Athena because of course Athena is her daughter but it's like Allison said that she meant her. I know but in the episode one or two episodes ago Athena was sticking around like I'm going to stick with grandma or with mom Yeah. when Allison didn't want her to she was hanging pretty close to mom, grandma. Yeah I can't imagine peace loving Athena hurting her mom. Well that's what makes it so delicious man that's part of this mystery look for controversy (laughs) Geez, that's a rough one, but I didn't get that. I didn't get that, but if they had drug it out any farther, I might would have. All right, back at the Literary literary Society Award Dinner, Allison's version. Allison's uh, not feeling well, so she's like this little girl I was claiming that she was in the very first episode. Can I go home? I don't feel well. And the, chat, the, the lady in charge is like, no, you can't. Please well, hang they- because she finds out who's going to be there, and that's you know, I mean, she's 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 doing this this uh, she's going to be a server at this benefit, and she didn't know it was going to be for Bruce, and then she gets there and finds out it's him, and so she does you right, know she you does say, kind of revert. You say, dude, I'm not feeling well. I'm out of here. Best of luck. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you don't ask if you can go home if you're freaking 28 or 30 years 30 years old. Yeah. But she does I'm, ask, can I go home? No, you, you'll be the, cat, the coat check girl, which is actually the worst job. It'd be better to be a waitress because you could kind of avoid s- skate. Yeah, coat check, everybody comes to you. Right, everybody's going to check their coat. I agree. But so this time she sees Noah first. I thought in the first version, Noah kind of saw her and yep. she sees him. Uh, no, she's reading Bruce's book when Noah comes up to her and he's like, oh, you traitor. Right. Kind of kidding with her. And right. Ne- I noticed that Allison's very sexy to Noah in her version of events. Yes, she is, isn't she? She remembers herself being sexy and kind of alluring to him. Yep. So anyway, they go outside and talk, and they're outside smoking. And Allison asks why your family didn't come. And Noah says, let's not talk about my family. You look beautiful. And um, Allison kind of tells him things are good with her and Cole. Yeah, they're trying to get pregnant. She's telling him the truth. And, I mean, that's what they've shown us is her and Cole, other than the fact that he is completely disconnected with the fact that her grandmother's dying. Um, every other scene that they've shown us with Cole, they've been they've been touchy and, and happy, and it looks good. Well, um, so she gets the call. Noah gives her a ride to the hospital. And this time Noah offers to stay. Last version... She, she wanted him to stay, and he said right. no. And now she, Noah offers to stay. To stay and but she, this wasn't the call about a, about the heart attack. See, the grandmother's already had the heart attack in her version. But this is where she coded or something. I mean, she did something where they had to resuscitate her, I think. So it's, yeah. it's different. Noah was acting like, in his version, he was there when Grandma had the heart attack. In Allison's version, Grandma had already had the heart attack because we've already been through all that and seen Cole's reaction to it. And so now- what happened in that damn room? That's my question. Athena is alone with Mom, and the arm is bruised, and, she, and all of a sudden she needs a DNR, and she, Allison gets this call. What did she do to her mother? <laughs> Allegedly. Anyway, that's my theory. I think she's poking around at her mother. No, she's in a hospital. The, she just Yeah, she, but she was alone. You saw her alone. The nurse came in for a couple seconds. The bruise was in Noah's ver- I mean in yeah, in Noah's version, right? It I wasn't even in Allison's version. 
I don't know either. I'm not sure. We've learned that that version means nothing. The damn signs don't even flicker. Uh, So what happens? Okay, so Athena and Dennis are there, and Athena's freaking out about all the machinery hooked up to Grandma. She's making a big scene about this. She needs to go on DNR. She's shocked. She's got her ribs cracked open and... Well, yeah, uh, they tried to resuscitate her, and it was like a really traumatic, violent thing, which resuscitation definitely can be. And it looks like they've got her on some type of like a maybe a CPAP machine now, which is there's like oxygen, which is like the little things that go, the little tiny cannulas that go in your nose. And then you've got the CPAP, which is like a, like a forced pressure. It's a continuous positive airway pressure, so it's like a forced pressure. And then the next stage would be like a ventilator. And so she is definite, or, you know, that would definitely be a progression. But the next, you know, they've got her, like, moved up. So evidently she's not even breathing well on her own anymore. Thank you, doctor. Sorry. So Noah shows up, and um, this time he's convincing Allison that it's merciful to let her die. Right? It's like he's smoothing the way for her to say, yeah, you're right, I should just let her go. Yeah, but beyond all that, you know, beyond what he says, the fact that he takes Allison out of the room and they sit down and they have a cup of coffee and he tells her he knows this pain feels familiar, but this is not your son. And this, you know, she's an old woman. And it's a compassionate thing to do. To, I mean, he takes the time. It's such a contrast to Cole and his, well, do you want to do it? Well, no. Well, then don't do it. And that was the end of it. Right. He's helping her. He's helping. He's trying to flesh some ideas out in her mind and get her to come to a comfortable place in this really difficult, I mean, come on, really difficult decision that she's got to make. So next we see Athena and Dennis again, and Athena asks Allison, did she have friends? She doesn't even know if her own mother had friends. Yeah. And so she doesn't know anything about her own mother. Allison says, yeah, a lot. So Allison has to, like, tune her into her own mother. Yeah. Um, and so Allison says, well, if you want to stick around to help plan the memorial, and, and Dennis is like, well, we're out of here. Sorry. Rhinebeck in the morning. See you later. And Rhinebeck's like, upper like kind of north of new york city so it's probably maybe 100 miles away from where they are in the hudson valley so they're they're bailing on this ship and what about a what a crappy thing to do you know i mean you can't even stay a couple days and be with her and her excuse is that she needs to find some place where she can go heal and leave leave this with allison well michelle the pathways are a little too muddled for her they're a little too much. I haven't felt really sorry for Allison. I mean, uh, you know, at times and in different ways, I guess I really have. But, but as a general rule about her surroundings, because I think she's probably created a lot of this for herself. But, geez, I really had a moment of compassion for her. That was so, that was horrible. That was horrible. Well, yeah, she was the she was essentially the daughter of Grandma, and the, Athena is just a stranger. Yeah, but she's still a little girl. I mean, she's a, not a little girl, but she's a girl, and that's her mama. You know, that's her mother. And, yeah, and in biology, but not in reality. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. We, she's like a stranger. She's leaving. The, like, we're out of here. I'm, this is too complicated for me. I'm going off to another city to have fun with my boyfriend. It's not acting yeah. like a mother. That's a No, stranger. I know she's not behaving like a mother, but, but Athena's come back into town. And look, we all want our mother. I mean, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I really felt for her because she's talking to Athena at this point. Like, you know, if you want to do something about about a wake or if, you know, however she put it, she's like, you know, we can do this. But I know that grandma wanted to be buried, wanted the funeral in the church. But if you want to do something and, you know, the oh, no, 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 I'm leaving. And I think Allison was really happy to share some of that with Michelle. her. Yeah. Athena needs to get out of town because she murdered grandma. I'm trying oh, to tell you. Oh, she didn't murder grandma. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think she murdered her. All right. Noah's there for Allison anyway. He drives her home, and we hear the duel, I love you. Now, why did Helen let Noah go to Namontok? That scoundrel, he's right back where he shouldn't have been. 
Why did she let him go? Jeez, she's not his mama. I mean, he can go. Now, yeah, okay. She may even be involved in that murder of Grandma. (laughs) Grandma was like 112. Grandma, nobody murdered Grandma, but... All right, so they have the duel I love you in the in the cozy car at the beach on the with the lighthouse. Anyway, then they go back to the house and Cole is playing poker. <laughs> Cole's playing fucking poker with his brothers while Allison's going through all this trauma. This is another what? I know. Um, I know. So Allison what, what was that? They're playing poker, I just told you. And how how could how could Allison get home and he didn't even know how she gets there? Would he not ask her, oh, did you take a cab? I mean, something. Is he going to say something about how she made it home? Maybe he was drawn to a full house. <sighs> so Allison sneaks up the stairs and we take a look inside Gabriel's trunk. And it's Gabriel's trunk trunk of stuff like toys and cool. It's all cool, homemade, crafted stuff. It's like... No dumb big box toys. It's like all handmade, cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And you were racing something? No. We can hear it. Scratching it out. I'm not racing. So Allison Greaves, you know, these microphones are pretty damn good these days, Michelle. Sorry. Stop doing Allison Greaves finally over this trunk of stuff, and it's kind of sentimental to watch. Um, so now we see a memorial service. This is another one we kind of mistook from the preview, but it's... Not for anybody we thought. It's for Scotty. It's Scotty's. Mm-hmm. Kind of thought Scotty, but after watching this episode, I thought maybe Grandma, maybe something else. But it was Scotty. Yeah, well, it's future Allison there, though. We got future Allison with a shorter hair and everything. So, so why is Allison alone in the church with no call at his own brother's funeral? Yeah, why is she not sitting with the family up front? You know, at the funeral, the family sits in the front, and she's sitting in the back. And why isn't Cole with her? Well, because presumably Cole's a... Well, I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, she should be with the family up front, even if Cole were, you know, deceased or whatever. She would still be part of the family and be up front, but that's a good that's a good question. So, now, so that's a little mystery they leave us with. And then there's one more. The detective, again, at the very end, he's back at... Um, He's back at the end, and he's searching for Noah's reservation, I guess, on Labor Day. Right. Finds out that Noah, in fact, did have a reservation, but he canceled it at 11.22 p.m. And um, so he seeks out some help with his car. Now, who's this AAA guy? What's he got going on? Remember from the very beginning when Noah had to get the tire fixed? Was it the same guy? Is that well, he's he's he's. I see. He's reading the book. We have no other reason to know how the how the detective could know about the AAA guy unless he read the book. So descent. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Descent is it, all the answers are in this book. I'm telling you. So he's looking for. I, I need a little help for my car. I had a little minor fender bender. Who can I call? And she gives him the right. number of probably the only AAA guy out there. So well, he's connected to something. Right, but she didn't. He didn't say particularly AAA. He just said, "Who do the locals go to for fender benders?" Yeah, but that's what he. That's why. Come on, come on, though. Noah is not going to write in this book, surely. To goodness, he wrote I mean, Noah, to the de- exact detail about the blue boat that's eroding away in the air. Well, sure, but you could. I mean, you're going to write about things you've seen, but surely, if he committed a crime, he's not going to write about that to that extent, is he? Well, no, it doesn't seem like an that's idiot. What it's, that's what it's teeing it up to look like. Okay. And that's the end. That's the end. So we hear a cool song by the Wicked Waters. You ever heard of, or called Wicked Waters, I guess, by Benjamin Booker. Right, right. I had a hard time. I mean, I found that, and it didn't sound exactly like it sounded in the in the episode. So I wasn't 100% sure that was even it. But, yeah, it was, um, they put a lot of, music in this that's telling maybe or at least relatable wicked waters like drowning well sure i mean you know and then they give us all the teasers of what's to come up and good grief are you kidding me all right michelle from tennessee that's it for episode eight of season one for the affair 
You can find us at West Coast Project and write to us at support at West Coast Project or just come to the website and find all the links and everything. I'm at Scathing Tweets. You're at Michelle from TN. Yep. Anything else? What do we What do we got to leave? What are we going to hang our hat on here and say goodbye on? Well, what about the upcoming episode, episode nine? Uh, I've been busy. I haven't checked anything <clears throat> else about it. What do you know well, about it? Well, just what they showed. Just what they showed at the end, but they're they're showing. I mean, you know, Allison and Noah are really evidently they start this all back up again, right? All right, hang on. We'll have a spoiler section. Well, I mean, I can't help it. It was there. I know, but I'm I'm uh, unprepared. I gotta do some fast forwarding here. What show are we watching? The Affair? Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Hold on, it'll take one minute to get there. That's okay. This is good buffer for spoiler people to get the hell off. Oh, people don't care. I mean, if they watched it, they saw this. It was just upcoming episodes. Everybody know, who's watching gonna, this, I know, and you got to do it like the absolute, insight. Absolutely, but I mean, everybody. Seriously, I don't know anybody that's watching this is going. Oh, I don't want to be spoiled. I don't want to see anything that's coming up. I don't see any of that. These people are like clamoring. Well, where you're this looking, is, they are. Some people don't want to be spoiled. Everyone on Reddit is a theory broker. They're selling what they think and digging and digging. Not everybody's like that. Well, it's not just there. I mean, I'm looking on Twitter and, and you know, and on the Showtime uh, well, that, forums, That's where too. those people are. That's, what, that's why they're there. What did you find out about that Showtime forum, by the way? It looks like a lot of it is Twitter forum that you just hashtag the Showtime forum in, I think. To the best of my knowledge, and it just ends up there, too. You know, it's like a continuation, maybe, of it or something. All right, so this is our spoiler section, and what I just asked Michelle is based on a, a tool that we have on the website that tells us where people get channeled into the website from. shows you where they come from to get to the website. Right. And one of, one of those places was a Showtime forum. Maybe I'll post a link to it, but apparently yeah. Showtime has a forum like AMC did for Breaking Bad and all that, where you can spout off your theories. Yeah, I haven't completely figured it out yet, but I know it looks it looks very Twitter-ish, and it looks like people are maybe tweeting something, and then it goes there as well. You know how you'll tweet stuff and it goes other places, but I'm not 100% sure about that, but it's something to that effect. So. All right, so I'll do this without the sound on, but... The spoilers for number nine is Allison walking on the beach. It looks like by herself. And then you're right. Allison and Noah in bed all cozy and smiling and happy looking. Naked in bed. Yeah. All uh, kissy face. Uh, Noah's in picking her up on the street of looks like Manhattan or Brooklyn. Happy again, smiling and laughing. Uh, Noah looking very grim and walking in on Helen. Max, Max and Noah at Max's house. Yep. Allison looking sad and worried. I don't know where she is here. Did you pick any of this up where she is? Um, I don't know where she is, no. But where they're, what they're talking about is, I mean, you know, Noah's saying things like he's in love with her and he can't live without her. And uh, they're talking about telling uh, the spouses or whatever that they can't live without. I know he says something, you know, that he's going to tell the spouse. And then, then it comes up that he has four children. It's not that easy or something like that. So I don't know what's going on. You know, of course, they're not going to let you know. But definitely it looks like he has taken... Bruce's second opinion of I think about her every day. He thinks about Allison every day, and he is maybe, at least according to one of them, going for it. Next, we see Oscar with Allison, and Oscar looks serious, and Allison looks either pissed or scared. Yeah, Oscar was telling Allison she can't. 
she can't leave or something like that. He said something like that. What does Oscar have to do with this? Next, we see Allison back on the beach in a big-ass crashing wave, and she almost looks maybe suicidal, like she's going to walk out into the surf. Well, she looks like she is walking out into the surf, and and she can't swim. Remember, we found out she the Allison can't swim. So what's but, she doing? Then we see Noah and Allison kind of angrily, or Noah looks frantically speaking or yelling at Allison in the hallway of an apartment building. Yeah, I don't know that one. Then we see Helen and Allison. Holy shit. <clears throat> jump back to that one. Uh, again, I'm not hearing what they're saying. Let me see if it's a really... F- oh, no, it's Whitney? Whitney and Allison. See? I think Whitney has something. Whitney is definitely a bigger part in this than we know. Definitely. Don't is you that, think? Was that Whitney or... Helen. I don't know. I don't, I'm not seeing what Hold you're on, seeing. I'm going to stop the picture, and I'm going to post the picture so everyone could look. Damn, we got a good podcast, Michelle. <laughs> Wait, I got to find it. Find, first, I got to see if I can do that. Uh, man, that's a tough call. I oh, can't see Whit- it. It's Whitney and Helen. Is it Whitney and Helen? And, no, it might be Whitney, Helen, and Allison, because... Oh, Whitney's dish. looking at Helen, and Helen's looking up over at somebody else. Noah, no, it's Whitney, Helen, and Noah. Sorry. Scratch that. That one will not be posted. Uh, next, we see Cherry and Allison. And Allison's yeah. uh, crying, and Cherry's barking at her. Cherry's, Cherry is, you know, we, we, we failed to point out in this episode that Cole is really worried about Cherry, and they're having this conversation over their massive mound of eggs, and he's really concerned about her having a, uh, some kind of a, you know, mental disorder, some kind of a pre-early onset Alzheimer's thing or something, and Allison says she doesn't buy it. She thinks Cherry just, um... Evil mastermind. Doesn't want them to leave, essentially. Yeah, something to that effect. So we see so. Cole and Allison somewhere. Then we see Allison driving uh, erratically, like her truck. She's got the blue pickup. Is that Cole's pickup? I think think so. It shows that pickup kind of going off the beach road, to off, off the road. And then we see Noah at the hospital. It looks like he's fighting with Helen. What the hell? And then, yeah, then Allison is in the water. And then it ends. Yeah, I mean, I really think in the last couple episodes, like I said, I think this was a setup episode. What What did you think about episode eight? I told you it had a lot of stupid links. Stupid... Yeah, but but did you like it? I mean, did you were you engrossed in it? I did like it, but it had a lot of trips trip ups. But I right. liked it. Right. Um, I didn't think it was as good as six and seven, but I thought it was good, and I think it might have been necessary. I'm really counting on episode nine and episode ten to really wrap this up and carry it home. I can't imagine that they'd leave us hanging with this, but there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, I don't see how they're going to wrap up Noah and Allison being together and... Because, I mean, they're obviously going to get back together and even discuss breaking up, you know, their families and being together. Well, Noah's not going to have many other chances once Helen finds out about this. No, we and see Bruce Helen already like knows. Bruce already knows, so somehow that's, you know, it's all going to come up, come to a head. Yeah. All right, Michelle, that's all I got. I'll see you next week on Episode 9 of The Affair for West Coast Project. Okay, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. This must be where I lose it all, darling. Throw myself into wicked water. This must be where I lose it all, darling. Throw myself into I knew foundation, where can tell from?